You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Yeah, chorus line. Yeah, never been in it. Never actually never seen it. I've been in it. I was 16. She's a she's a dancer, honey. Back in the back in the day. Okay, this is a horrible way to get into this. I don't know. We're starting a podcast. We're starting a podcast. This is episode one. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Season 1, episode 1 of podcast. First and hopefully not the last. <laughs> and hopefully not the last. Maybe. Who knows? We'll see. Guys who like musicals. Here we are. We're, we're guys who like musicals. Because we are two guys who like musicals. Dan, what are we doing here? Um, Besides eating pasta and tea sandwiches. <laughs> we are uh, two guys who like musicals, Broadway insiders who uh, are giving the people an inside look at the Broadway. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We. I'm Joe. That's Dan. I'm Dan. Um, we're best friends. Went to college together. And we are in shows. Dan's in Waitress, I'm in Frozen, and we wanted to make a podcast, talking about Broadway, listening to sirens outside of your window, um, and this is really just a podcast for people who love theater, people who want access to cool interviews with inspiring people. Um, we just wanted to talk to our friends, basically. What makes them tick? What are they doing here? What do they love about Broadway? Where they see themselves? How they got started? Um... And so we have a whole bunch of interviews lined up with just people that inspire us. And also, we thought that this would be cool if there's people out there around the country who want to be actors, have children that are actors, who don't know much about this industry or, you know, want a little bit of access and thought we'd try to give the people what they want. <laughs> Basically, your mother and my mother. <laughs> we're gonna have two we know we'll have two, two viewers, viewers. and it's there's a viewers. guy named they're, they're not viewers what is, they're listeners they're listeners people can't see us true <laughs> there is a guy who i brought backstage at waitress who i should shout out to right now his name is <laughs> <laughs> wait let me look it up it's going great i think it's ryan this is how this podcast is gonna go he told me that the, he would be our biggest fan great it's That's the two why. of us talking in front of microphones what the hell is about name? stuff on broadway uh the language will probably be pg-13 yeah definitely hide your kids well or we'll just bleep some stuff because we want people to be able to listen to it who like have kids and stuff so yeah. we need to watch but this. look we we're just mumbling around here for three and a half minutes 
when we should be talking about the Tony Awards. We should be talking about the Tony Awards. Episode one, the Tony Awards. The Tony Awards, Okay, bro. so the Tony Awards were last Sunday. We thought this would be a cool week to release this because we're going to do an interview. We'll get to that in a second. But it's Broadway's biggest night. It's Broadway Super Bowl. And I thought the broadcast was awesome. I thought James Corden did great. He's super funny, super charming, loves the theater. Uh, thought the opening number was really great. Reminiscent of Neil Patrick Harris in 2013. Probably that's the gold standard. You remember that one? Oh, yeah. Like, you know, that was like the opening number to end all opening numbers. So they're trying mm-hmm. to live up to that. You're never going to live up to that. I still thought it was awesome. What a year for speeches, though. Like Rachel, Rachel Shafkin's speech. Absolutely. Andre absolute, DeShields. Absolute 10. Andre DeShields. Absolute 10. Um, and in a later episode, we, we interviewed um, Gina Rattan, who is dear friend, female director, talks about the play, you know, female directors on Broadway, and actually said a lot of stuff. Like, I got chills listening to Rachel because we interviewed Gina last week, and we're going to put it on probably next week. And Gina just nailed all that stuff, like, on the head about mm-hmm. it's, it's time. Like, it's we time. Have, the women are there, they need the opportunity. It's not a pipeline issue. It's just trust them. Let's go. Let's do it. It's fantastic. Andre DeShields, just such a veteran. Um, certain things, I thought Hades Town is better than the performance that they did on the Tonys. You know, my definitely my favorite show of the season. Um, I haven't seen everything, but no. the, of the stuff that I've seen, I thought it was awesome. And for me, I got a text message from our number one listener, my mother, and she was like, I'm not sure how I feel about Hades Town. And I was like, well, they just, they threw you into the middle of the show. Yeah, totally. When that number happened in the show, like it did throughout most of the show, hair on my neck stood up. Totally. I was I guess blown it's, away. It's even better in the theater. That was my thing. Like, I remember yeah. that moment, like the lights and the swinging and, and the walking. Yeah. Like in the theater, you're just like transported, and I, you know, and that's hard on TV. Yeah, it's hard on TV. It's hard when they're trying to, like, the angles were weird. Mm-hmm. The where where the cameras were placed actually affected how the that moment is executed for yeah. me. Like, maybe that's just as a visual person that I felt differently about it. But like in the audience, it feels like they're like coming at you in a way. Yeah. They're like coming out into the house and it yeah. has this like, uh, it's more impactful. Yeah. Um, that being said, like it's a great show and it deserves totally. all of its accolades. Yeah. And I, I think, think Rachel Chafkin is a genius and totally. it couldn't have been more evident watching that show, which I thought was like the perfect combination of craft mm-hmm. and art yeah. and heart. Totally. And yep. to not sound like, you know, uh, that's all I have to say. Yeah. It's, yeah, really totally. great. And I think, you know, that show in general, just in, like you said, it is worthy of all its accolades. Um, Nevin Steinberg, who did, uh, we did Bandstand together and we did Cinderella together, um, calls out uh, his co-designer as the first woman to be mm-hmm. nominated in the category for sound design, which is First to be nominated and wins. Yeah, it's just, you know, that was fantastic. Um, So Hades Town, I mean, you're not going to be able to get a ticket to it now, but like, good luck. Come see it. Um, Yeah, like, check out the cast album. It just got released. It's it's been released, but. Well, it's the New New Theater Workshop 
cast. But they did in OBC. Right, which will come out. Which I think is available for pre-order, and you can find it some places. Like, some of the tunes are on Spotify. But if you're a little bit obsessed with it, check out the New York Theater Workshop cast that that is on Spotify, and it's recorded live, and compare that to the Broadway cast album. In particular, the role of Hermes, Andre de Shields, that role was played by Chris Sullivan, who uh, of This Is Us fame. Mm-hmm. He played the messenger to the gods in that production, and there could not be more different. Like, listen to just like how two actors, mm-hmm. totally different, totally valid, totally awesome. Anyway, kind of obsessed. I thought Ain't Too Proud came off great. I like, mean, yeah, that was just like explosive, you know, crazy. Um, that show will be open forever. Exactly. Um, I thought Beetlejuice did really well, man. Yes, yes. I thought it looked we love really Alex fun. Brightman. One, I love, of, our, yeah. one of our good buddies. Swear and, by and, Alex Brightman, and I have some. We have some friends in the ensemble there. Uh, yep. At Beetlejuice too, and um, you know they're working hard. And I just think Alex Timbers. Is I think their the scenic unreal. design may have gotten a little bit robbed. Yeah. You know, it I looks think so cool. that it's pretty incredible. Um, I thought they came off so well because it they made it for the Tony Awards. Like they made right. that they were like, we're going to come into your living room and show you what our show is. Yeah. And they changed some lyrics. Yep. You know, Alex was, he's the king of Brightman is the king of improvisation and mm-hmm. writing. And like, you know, he was, you know, he just basically telling you this is the best of our show, but not actually showing you a lot of the show, which I think was interesting as opposed to Hadestown or other shows that just do a number from the show. Right. You know, they did, right. they did a number from the show, but they changed a bunch of lyrics and stuff. It was very cool. Um. Yeah, I just thought it was a great broadcast. Did you hear about this stuff with the Michael in the bathroom stuff, though? So yeah, that was interesting. They do they do this parody of Michael in the bathroom, and it's Sarah Bareilles, Josh Groban, and James Neil. Corden, and then Neil comes out at the yeah. end. It's kind of cool, but they didn't mention that it was from Be More Chill. They didn't say like so. A lot of people were like, "What is that song from?" And so everybody was releasing the social media th- stuff this mm-hmm. week. That's like that tune is the highlight of Be More Chill. Be More Chill is awesome. Nominated for Best Original Score. You know, if you didn't, that wasn't just a song that James Corden wrote, you know, to be funny in the bathroom about how it's hard to host the Tony Awards. So I thought that was really classy that they stepped up and they're like, oh yeah, like, you know, this is... Yeah, and James like tweeted and was like, I loved that. This is my favorite song of the season and all that. It was like nice, kind of the way that shook out. Because when I first heard it, the, the issue was... Joe Iconis saying they never told me my song was going to be performed and I was like this sounds like a lawsuit like, yeah, how yeah, could it yeah, not be exactly and, um, and then they turned then it, it into kind like of a like, social media campaign yeah, which is pretty it, cool it seems to have worked itself out a little bit um, yeah. I can't get tickets to be more chill I guess but you yeah. know that's right. that's right um, so we are basically going to sit and and shoot the shit about Broadway um for a little while, and then we're going to interview somebody. It's kind of the the, the way that we're going to build yeah, this podcast. Yeah, I think it's uh, a couple of dudes and some Broadway news, and then an inside look at. Yeah, and we're gonna like we're gonna have an email address and ask us questions, and if there's people you want to meet or hear from or whatever, hopefully we can provide that. Um, you know, because we're it's just a lot of our friends, and we want to see how they tick. And the first person that I wanted to talk to when Dan and I and I started talking about this was to interview my wife broadway's alex fink who is in come from way on broadway most recently did the critically acclaimed off-broadway production of sweeney todd at the barrow street theater 
Um, she was the original Joanna in that. We met at the University of Michigan. Uh, we were in the same class. Um, she's okay. She's pretty cool, I guess. She's pretty cool. She's also pretty talented. Mildly talented. She's Mildly. Not, not, not very nice. She's kind of. She's a, also not <laughs> very kind. So bear with us. Bear with no, us. she's an incredible person and actress, and she's fun. And obviously, she <laughs> is brave enough to let us try this idea out with her. Yeah. And um, she's the total. It was fun. Pick. I think we got. We were able to learn things about her story and how she got to where she is that I definitely didn't know. And I, I remember there being things that you didn't know either, which no. was kind of funny. So totally sitting across from my wife and being like, I didn't realize that this happened to you. Right. Um, or this is how you got started. And she's from Dayton, Ohio, Centerville, Ohio, you know, little town, really passionate about musical theater and ended up majoring in college, you know, majoring in musical theater in college, moving to New York. And now she's on her second Broadway show and she works all the time. And, you know, it, it was really cool. And I think there's a lot that can be learned from people like her, um, you know, who are doing it. And, mm -hmm. you know, we talk a lot about this, but Dan and I, and a lot of our guests are first generation actors. We moved to, you know, first to move to New York, first to be working on Broadway in our families. Um, my dad makes labels and my mom is a chef and you know what that is like moving to the Broadway community and how crazy it can be and getting to listen to Alex talk was so cool and I think I said it towards the end of the interview like it felt like we were on a date like on a first date again <laughs> which is right. kind of cool um, and so so yeah so we're gonna we're gonna launch into that so here's our interview with Alex Fink Carol not really <laughs> she, she's really <laughs> professionally she's just Alex Fink but right. you know anyway here we go Alex, welcome to Guys Who Like Musicals. <laughs> hey, thanks, guys. Alex Fink. Thanks for having we me. We have with us today Alex Fink, Joe Carroll's wife and Broadway star. Joe, yep. would you like to take us through your wife's wonderful resume for a moment? Oh, God. Good morning. Well, first <laughs> I want to talk about uh, how we've gotten to this point. Uh, we, uh, we had a construction project. The heater was going... Uh, for like the last 20 minutes yeah i tried to turn the heat off just so you know it's may and i tried to turn right. the heat off and now i'm sweating um so it's going it's going okay so far but we've gotten to this point where we can start asking alex questions um good morning, good morning. and there's still sirens in the background but you know what it's, it's new, new york, york city so yeah it's content first right? yeah who cares about the noises alex fink alex fink welcome <laughs> Come from away. Thanks, friends. Les Mis, Sweeney Todd at the Barrow Street Theater, the first national tour of Anything Goes, The Unsinkable Molly Brown, Denver Center. Wow. Um, yeah, she's done it. She's doing okay. Welcome. So far, so good. Thanks for having me. <laughs> How many ridiculous ideas have I had for creating content and weird jobs that I think I want to pursue? Well, here's the thing. The I don't. I don't want to categorize <laughs> the ideas as ridiculous, because <laughs> you can. I, yes, and thank you for that permission. <laughs> I appreciate that. But yeah. the, I don't want to categorize the ideas as ridiculous because as someone who is not, I don't have a zillion ideas or th like pursuits mm. or things I want to try going on all the time. So it's it's one of the things that I really appreciate about you and you too, Dan. That you guys have so many ideas and are always creating and wanting to try new things. So I don't want to categorize them as ridiculous. 
You've had innumerable ideas. That. Yeah, we paid. Yeah, we'll, we'll give you your. your <laughs> but you have had. I mean, innumerable. innumerable. Okay. What? Are, how about uh, just in the last week? Yeah. Let's see. What? <laughs> <laughs> how about the last week? <laughs> I'm. Not, I'm not going to list them. No, no, Joe. We don't. Loud. We don't need to drag you like that. I it's, just. Re- it's double digits just in the last week alone. I'd say. I'm just really happy you're here. Yeah. <laughs> hey, me too. We're really lucky to have you. You guys yeah, are very nice. Because because this is. Um, a little bit, a little bit strange, but um, we want to do a podcast with people we like, and uh, I happen to like you quite a lot. I'm very flattered. I like you guys a lot. Let's so, talk about Alex. Well, okay, we can uh, talk. We'll talk this, about which Alex, which is literally my least favorite thing. I know, and that's why I'm so happy here because <laughs> she, we were talking about she this currently. All week. Um, there's no video here, so she's currently petting uh, a lamb's wool pillow for comfort mm-hmm. yeah yeah this is, she i i asked if you would come on here and, and talk to us about about your career and your life and and i've never seen you want to do something less and so i'm so thrilled <laughs> that you said yes and that you're here because well, it's easy to like i have different minds about these things it's super easy for me to go and like promote a show that i'm doing or talk about a show or a project right. because that is though i am part of it removed from myself right. but like Talking about me is maybe my least favorite thing. Right. Least favorite thing. <laughs> right, right. So we'll just talk about. Which is that's what we're gonna do. We're just the gonna introverted ask you a part of me, I guess. Yeah. So, but thank you for being here, thank and we've you given you a lamb's wool pillow. Yes, this is considerate. Um, where are you from? <laughs> I'm from Centerville, Ohio, which is a suburb of Dayton, Ohio. Born and raised. Born and raised. Fam's still there. When did you get started doing musicals? Music. I didn't do my first musical until I was a freshman in high school, but oh, wow. I caught the bug really early. My grandparents were the people that really instilled the love of musicals in me with all the old school Lerner and Lowe, Rodgers and Hammerstein. And I think, you know, it was the popular music of their time, first of all, but they had such an affinity for it. And my, um, my pop really appreciated the arts and was super into all of that. And I think, I'm sure they tried to expose all of the grandkids to it, and I was just the first one that, like, bit. And I'm number, maybe, like, 12 in life. Right. <laughs> a zillion right. grandchildren. Right. Desperately tried. Um, and they saw my interest was piqued and nurtured it in me, and I got, you know, new Rodgers and Hammerstein, like, VHS every year for Christmas or on my birthday that I would gobble up. And um, my grandpa took me to the ballet every year with my grandma as like a, like a special like date around the holidays. It was normally the Nutcracker. And that was sort of a yearly tradition that we had. And I watched the Lawrence Welk show with him. Yes. Lawrence Welk show. Lawrence Welk. That was SNL. a wonderful. A sissy and a bubby. <laughs> right. um, and my grandma wrote... Um, I can't. I couldn't read music at the time. She couldn't, but she wrote "Do Re Mi Fa Sol La Ti Do" on the keys of her piano and would teach me the little like section from Sound of Music. And which you still have, right? You, that p- piano still. It's still exists. in the family. Yeah, yeah. It's still in the family. Um, yeah, and when I was little, my mom. When I was like six, I think a couple of my friends from the play group were going to take a ballet class, and she talked to their moms and then presented to me like, "Hey, I think you know." Aaron and Alyssa are going to take ballet. Do you want to? And I was like, sure. And I fell in love with dancing first. Um, I was always super into super into musical theater, but dancing was the outlet until I got to high school when I, they, my high school was doing productions, but also I got involved in community theater too. I think that's so interesting. There's a lot of cool stuff in there that your grandfather, mm-hmm. who you guys called the vet, the veteran. Yeah, Poppy. He was... Poppy, he was 
He was a tough guy. He was a guy's guy, guy's man's man. Loved musicals. My grandfather was the same way. Mm -hmm. My 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 grandpa Joe. You know, and this, I don't know. As it's the guys who like musicals podcast. Yeah. Like like there's 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 a stigma around it sometimes, and and that I feel like is a maybe it's an '80s thing or a '90s thing or a '2000s thing, but it didn't exist when you know your grandfather and. Your grandfather, right. my grandfather, were like they, songs on the radio were the songs. Yeah, it was the popular shows. music of the yeah. time. Yeah. That was that was what it was. Yeah, and so you know, it, so you kind of blame pop for dragging you into. Yeah, and my dad said, and or my mom's dad, Popo too, but yeah. he wasn't around as long. Well. Right, he passed when I was younger. When did you start dancing? Uh, when I was six, and I just started taking ballet class and really, really loved it. And growing up, um, at least when I was in like elementary school, because I'm the oldest of four. It, there was always there were there was always a baby and it was sort of like you can have your there's like one extracurricular that you can do with, within reason like I did like brownies for a second or things but like true extracurricular like time consuming like practice type things. There's a lot of kids um, running around. In there's your a house. lot of kids running around, <laughs> and I never wanted to quit dance to try something else. Yeah. So I right. though I had other like I had a bunch of friends playing soccer and things like that. I just wasn't interested in enough to like not dance. And I remember sure. in fourth grade they. My parents were like, do you want to take another dance class? And I was like, yes. So I got to take ballet and jazz, and that was like big time. And then when I hit seventh grade, my parents were like, you need to have a team sport experience. <laughs> so I played <laughs> softball for one season and one season only. God, got to love my, softball, right? Got to love softball. I dominated the in the backyard unifier. baseball, though. Yeah. Oh, nice. Against my younger siblings. So, right. You know. You're still remarkably competitive in softball. Like when we, play, we played on Les Mis's. Broadway softball team for the summer that you were in that show, and and I don't want this to sound mean, but what you That's lack right. in skill, you make yeah. up for in <laughs> determination. I can't, I can't back it up, <laughs> but, yeah. but I am very. I'm I'm competitive at everything though. Yeah, well, this is you true. know, and you also have a brother who plays collegiate football, so I'm sure that they were trying to beat up on you. And yeah, Alex's brother is a receiver for Notre Dame. Um, not a big deal. Not a big deal. Um, so that's that's very cool. So the so what was that transition from dancing to the first musical that you did in high school? What was the first musical? Uh, on the town, and it was through actually a community theater production called the Muse Machine, which is a, a larger organization in the Dayton area that actually does a lot of work with um, elementary, middle, and high schools throughout the greater Dayton area where they will sponsor workshops to go in and like all school assemblies. And there's also, you know, muse machine teachers at every school that are like liaisons and representatives. And they're taken on a big trip to New York every year to like see theater. And it's all about trying to, um, expose young kids to the arts Mm. and education through the arts is really important, but they're sort of one of their big fundraisers, um, for the Muse Machine is that they put on a musical in the winter um, in the downtown area in one of the big theaters that like national tours will go through. They have, you know, national tour sets and costumes. Wow. Um, and it's completely student run. It's, um, you know, directed, choreographed and music directed by adults. And there's an adult PSM, but the rest of, and, and a union crew. But there's high school kids on the crew, a full high school orchestra, high school mm. cast. High school, it's all and they audition Throughout the whole, like, like people will drive like an hour to come to, to rehearsal the yeah to come things, to rehearsal. Yeah. So it was like all people from different high schools. And I had a because um, I went to Catholic school. My liturgical music teacher 
um, actually said to me in eighth grade, she was like, you know, my daughter did this thing. I really think you'd like it. I think you should audition for The Muse Machine in the fall. So she's the one that told me it even existed. Um, Way to go. What was yeah, her name? Wow. Linda Lehman. I need to thank her. Thank her. We need, mm-hmm. we need to thank oh, yeah. Linda Lehman. Oh, yeah. But wait, let's... Well, hold on. There was Sorry. a lot, but there's also... Muse, there was a ton of, of, of pretty famous people that have come from there, like New Yorkers. I mean, Micah and... Micah Susan. Stock, Jill Pace. Um, oh, my gosh. I'm going to forget a lot of people. Susan Blackwell yep. is a Muse Machiner. Yeah. There's a lot of us. Wow. Yeah, but it was really cool when, when Micah was going through all the... He was Tony nominated for... Um, not front page. What was the name of that? Um, what was the name of the? It's play? only a play. It's only a play. Uh, yeah, but he but was, was the professor cool. grade into my Millie in high school, and it's wild. It's so yeah. That's really really cool. He, uh, yeah, it's only a play. But he yeah. But he was also in the front page. Yes, he so was in the front page. Right. See I just, that? Look at right these on, geniuses. I was right on both of them. Wow. Yeah. Thank you, Wikipedia. Um, <laughs> not I was right on both of them. Sorry. <laughs> 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 God so, bless you, Lehman. Alex. Hey, thanks, Dan. Thank you for being here. I do kind of feel like like this is this is semi almost first date ish again like like I'm like asking you questions that like really? I kind after of all this time? after you all know this the time. answers to all this but I didn't I didn't I forgot about the, about pop and, and you know being mm-hmm. your musical theater oh, yeah. like you know your introduction to musical theater and then the muse machine stuff I just I've I've always found that fascinating like where people start and like how mm-hmm. their communities yeah. inform like yeah their access to musical theater and the arts and like mm-hmm. who that person was who was like hey i see a little bit of talent i see this passion that you have like we all need that like where would you be without linda oh or totally. you know don't know mark but Webber. I... I don't know who yours was but it, uh, you had th- that guy what's the guy's name who came to oh i mean i just th- this past week I, ron procopio was i was in the children's choir with him in second grade tom haynes in high school the guy who who um, was tom, the tom guy haynes at, was, yeah uh, my your high broadway school debut yeah yeah so yeah. i sat next to dan's all, broadway debut mentor at you know anyway it's yeah. all good teachers yeah. yeah yeah well and it's people like you know joe and i have we've talked about this in the past too we have good families that allowed mm-hmm. us to do the things that we wanted to do but then also you have those conversations where you sit down with your high school mentor and they say you know mom and dad, your son, daughter has something special. You should let them pursue that, you know, whether that is an actual sit down conversation for mm-hmm. everyone or not. Right. You know, they're, they're the people who are experts who quote unquote know who, you know, kind of paved the way for you. Yeah. We all have that. Totally. Yeah. So jumping around a little bit. Yeah. Let's, let's yeah. jump ahead. I, I want to talk about Stephen Sondheim. Oh, nice. Okay, so me too. Okay. Alex did the critically acclaimed revival of Sweeney Todd at the Barrow Street Theater. Original cast. Original cast. Um, I see. You, one Joanna. of the coolest things I've ever seen. Definitely. Um, and I just want to like, you met the man, the myth, the legend. You know, he came to see this production. And if, if people don't know that this was a completely immersive production of Sweeney Todd in a pie shop on the in the west village um mm-hmm. and it was really it was acoustic it was just piano yeah no mics no mics and it was piano. Eight eight people, climbing on the tables in front of you eight people three musicians blood in a pie shop blood and you know 
and it, and it was it was piano um cello cello or mm, violin no, piano oh. violin and, and like clarinet um clarinet mm-hmm. oh nice yeah. yeah so what was that and then like a couple of other things like we also had there were props like we had tin cups that made noise so like right. we would also there were certain things we would do that would yeah let's contribute of, to the orchestrations but i mean cutlery dancing yeah exactly of, uh, but yeah instruments that was it yeah so that take me through like that i remember i mean Learn working as we do with a lot of auditions. We worked on the material in your apartment in Harlem and Colin. Yeah, that was like, one of the coolest coolest nights because you get a call. Was it the callback you had to learn? It was a callback. Um, so me? they, yeah, it, they started. The first call was um, Green Finch and a comedy song, huh. which huh. I immediately was like, oh, Yikes. I think I like these people. I oh, think, cool. Yeah, like the fact that they wanted a comedy song from Joanna. I was like. Oh, this is like it piqued my interest right right away yeah, because it's such that's a dark not show. it's a dark show, but like, but she's an odd bird and definitely I mean, "Kiss Me" is a comedy song, right? But it's not. What did you sing? Um, can't stop talking about him. Ah, yeah, oh, great. Because it was choice. I don't yeah. know. It felt right. It was that's pattery perfect. too. Yeah, right, right. Um, that's awesome. So the initial, you know, did the initial audition, and then that afternoon the callback came in and it was for the next morning and it was the entirety of, it was everything you did plus the entirety of kiss me. Right. And they were just, you know, it's clear they were just seeing like who can play, who can be ready. And you did it with the, did you do it by yourself? Uh, by myself for the first callback. And Mm. then the second callback, they started, they kind of matched us with, Antony's yeah. and that night so it was that night with you mean that Colin night I remember I found I was doing a lab at the time and I emailed like every and texted every accompanist in my phone it was like can anyone please like do a plunk track with the right rhythms because I don't have I didn't have the hours to like lock myself in a practice room and yeah right well, it's feel confident enough song. to like teach myself sometime that well for the next day right um but I came home and thankfully like Colin had done knows it because he did the show in high school and I yeah, came your roommate, Colin, my your roommate, roommate Colin yeah. Hartman yeah um so we were in the apartment in the apartment <laughs> and you had you got your metronome on your phone going and we're like yeah. keeping rhythm keeping time and then Colin sang Anthony and I sang Joanna and you guys did it with me so many times I mean until maybe like one in the morning until I got it right maybe one time <laughs> and then we went to bed and then 10 a.m. the next day, you're like in the callback room with yeah. the director, and and you know, gosh, that was one of the coolest experiences just to be a, to go on that journey with you. To yeah. Like see, like, because then you did that one, and then you were called back, and you were paired with a bunch of Antonies. Yeah. The next day, just it just ended up being two. I think they sort of had it like a rotating call, so like they brought in, and it was only Kiss Me at that point. I didn't do Greenfinch or anything, but it was mm-hmm. like I. They had an Anthony in the room, and then the last thing he would do would be kiss me. So then I came in, we did it together, mm. and then he would leave, and they'd bring in a different Anthony, you know, mm. like that kind of a like rotating situation. Yeah, and you get the um, job. Sorry, got the job. Yeah, and I think what's funny is like I remember these are like spe- just speaking to like organic moments and auditions that yeah. like, you can't plan. But one of the it's so weird. But like one of the reasons I think I ended up getting the job. Was because I was I was so nervous, and we did the scene with the judge, right? Like when he says, "I want to marry you," and you're like, "You!" Like finishing the scene, and That's then they just went, bum, 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 ba, da, da, like started playing the intro right away. So I did that, and I heard the intro, and I was so stressed out in the callback just by the intro, like nervous. And I, I literally went and like bent over, kind of <laughs> like I was gonna puke in a co- totally organic, not it was not a choice, and <laughs> I just had to do it. You were gonna puke. <laughs> I felt like I was gonna puke, so I did it, and they all like burst out laughing. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Love it. Because you had the sense of play. I Yeah, I yeah. guess. See, I, wow. I haven't heard that story because we actually talk about this a lot. Like, what's the specific moment? Like, because for me, I have that a lot. Like, when you book a job and you're like, oh, I remember why I booked this job. I remember... Right. The choice I made, the moment where I made everybody laugh or, you know, I did something and I remember the whole room lightened. And I guess I don't remember that story that that was the moment Uh where you were like, oh, wait. I was so nervous of the whole thing. I mean, I'm always a little weird in auditions because I'm so, I can be really intense and focused on what I'm about to do. But I like walked in. I was like, no, I can't wear shoes. I'm too nervous. I need to like feel the ground, which is normal. I audition for 98% of things barefoot. That's, LOL. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't know that. that. It's like I get nervous and I'm like, I just have to feel the floor. Just I have no other choice. Even if I'm in flats, it doesn't matter. Right. That's so. You're that's the secret, guys. I love That's the secret. If you want. I know a lot of people that's that the do secret. that. Though. Like, I don't yeah. think it's that odd. Like, I've mentioned I do that. And people are like, oh, yeah, me too. Oh, I, yeah. I think that's unique. Anyway. That's but very, I don't, that's so I don't know cool. if that's the moment that I booked it, but I remember that being a thing of like, I was shocked by their response to that because I was just in it yeah. in a way or right. just, I don't know just react but and what do you if, have uh, go ahead Joe no, no I was just going to then jump to the Stephen Sondheim question of like yeah. the, the, the myth any and stories the like from what, interactions and, and what you learned from him because I remember like we have a letter from him hanging in our apartment which is pretty cool not a big deal uh, thank That's you Alex cool. for your performance yeah, signed so Steven Sondheim. For your note and your performance. Yeah. yeah. So like that's a, very cool. We would but, like a picture of that for the Instagram, please. Yeah, we can do that. Um, Love what, it. Uh, what did you learn from him? Because we you studied know, him. And of course. And what's so funny is like, I remember, uh, I don't know, there's so many things I want to say and I don't know like the correct order that this will make the most sense. Um, it was just sort of wowed me that I would interact with him at all. Um, so before, and I knew, and, you know, and the team had told us he had been a fan of the production when they did it in London, um, and had come and was a big supporter of it and wanted to make it happen everywhere. It's one of his favorite productions of Sweeney he's ever seen. Mm. Um, and when we were still in rehearsals, we were all invited as a company to his home and he had us there and had like a reception for us and food and drink and I met his dogs and you know like which was just wild to me but the the interactions were not you know I think maybe the longest conversation I have with him was about snack food and it wasn't at all about Sweeney Todd or anything because it's it's almost like what do you say what about the puzzle story because remember you walked in didn't you walk into his well his home is covered in puzzles all of them he loves puzzles so it's all kinds of 
like puzzles jigsaw to... puzzles that are built or uh, like... yes like three-dimensional jigsaw puzzles but also crosswords and mm. i mean like ever, like puzzles that i don't even know what they're called Just right riddles puzzles think like te- brain teaser i don't know i want to get him to make a crossword for the new york times that's a goal of mine to get Sondheim to make a crossword yeah, yeah. that could be cool um but he you know we had and we would have notes with him but never directly it wasn't him it was sort of like notes he'd type after he came and send along and just like things that were you know i remember he's like you can't breathe there at the phrase because then you miss the internal rhyme if you want to highlight the internal rhyme you need right. to breathe at this punctuation and this is blah 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 or uh, if there was ever a part he had a great way of like if there was a part that was musically difficult he could speak to it as you know his intention as a writer for the character coming from an acting standpoint like mm. oh no well that's that those intervals are like that because this person is feeling x and it's all character driven and it's all character driven and it all musically then it all of a sudden it couldn't be any other way right um but i remember like opening night writing cards for everybody and i had no idea i i was crumpled up like maybe 10 sheets of paper like what do you write to this man <laughs> who's a word genius and yeah. i, I ended up just like- writing like thank you you know the characters you've written have been some of my greatest teachers like right. thank you right. for the gift of them cuz that's really how i feel like he yeah. he taught me a lot ever before I was in Sweetie Todd and yeah. you know but he was so generous with us and I think the the crazy thing was that he came so often it got to a point I wasn't nervous when he came to the show Amazing. like that's still the most mind-blowing part to me I think did it feel like he was approachable or was he was he trying to make sure that things happened in a certain way or was he like collaborative um I, I wouldn't necessarily say he's approachable but i wouldn't say he's unapproachable either like i think the intimidation factor is just like me knowing who he is right he just wants to be a regular writer but you know what i mean like it's more projection sure um definitely collaborative um incredibly collaborative but but at the same time what he wrote is what he wrote right right and what he wrote is and there's there's plenty of freedom within the form sure but yeah, he, even he, with the production itself. I mean, to mm-hmm. take something yeah. that he orchestrated for 30 pieces yeah. and to throw it in a, you know, a, a, basically a black box theater in the West Village. And he, he loved it. Didn't he come like four? I think he was like, I mean, I don't know. Times? I don't know yeah. the grand total yeah. when I was there, at least six. But he, you know, um, he there were verses cut out of songs. We didn't do the letter was not part of the production, oh, right. which is like a huge part of Sweeney Todd and all the diehard Sweeney fans that are that come and we're a little like nose up in the air like, well, let's see what this is. I always wanted to say because we talked to the audience as ourselves, and if they were like being any like snooty toots or whatever before the lights went off, I always wanted to be like, we got the letter, enjoy the show. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I always wanted to be a little mean like that, but anyway, I didn't ever, but I was tempted. I love that. I love that. What do you What do you feel like you're your big break was, and this is this is a it's a kind of a horrible question, but yeah, but like think like about that. it could be, like, you know, uh, on the town when you were in high school, or it could have been Kathleen Marshall seeing you and putting you in the Anything Goes revival. Yeah. Or do you feel like there hasn't really been a big break? Do you feel like you're just trucking I f- along? No, I feel like they're all big breaks actually. Yeah. Like I feel like everything's a break. Hmm. Yeah. Like my first ever musical, like that you know, is very competitive to get into like kids throughout the whole area trying to audition for on the town at muse machine like getting into that felt like a big break and then you know later in high school getting a lead in that felt like a huge break and getting into michigan felt like a huge break and 
Mm -hmm. Um, Anything Goes was certainly kind of like a miracle (laughs) in a way because I was cast as in the ensemble as the Hope understudy Um, and had the offer like already negotiated done and I got a call maybe two weeks after I initially got the job two or three from my agents at the time who were new and I picked up because you were right out of school right mm -hmm, I was right out of school I was working at music theater Wichita right for the summer I actually missed like the final final callback for the anything goes tour because I had to start at Wichita so at my like at the second to last call Kathleen Marshall happened to be there and Stephen Copel was like are you prepared with the whole understudy stuff can you just do the packet now since you're here she's interested I was like okay so I just like kind of did it last minute went to Wichita was told I'd hear by a certain day didn't hear and then like the next day got a call from Stephen Copel saying I had the job which was cool because I didn't have an agent yet I still have the voicemail saved that's awesome from my like very first ever job but got the job had an agent was it was all done set and then I got a call from my agents maybe two weeks after that three weeks after that saying you know you know are you sitting down I was like yes and I immediately thought I didn't know anything they were new to me I immediately thought I was in trouble or I'd done something wrong or I'd not signed my contract correctly or like oh god which is me anyway like anytime (laughs) right Right. I always assume I'm in trouble, which is what odd I'm because mean. I'm such a goody two shoes. But I'm always, <laughs> I'm always like, I'm in trouble. What I do, what I do wrong. Um, and they said that the contract negotiations had fallen through with the person that they had hired to play the role, and for some reason they wanted to bump me up to play the role. So that felt like, I mean, just out of the blue, crazy. Like that's wild to me. I remember that where happened I was still. I remember where I was when you called me and uh, told me that you were like crying on the phone. I was standing in my mom's uh, kitchen and you were like, I'm going to play. They promoted me. <laughs> I'm going to play the part on the road. And I remember thinking in that moment, I was like, she's going to be famous and she's going to leave me. Well, I've disappointed <laughs> you. I've disappointed you. She's, uh, no, you, uh, you have not, I mean, I was, I was going to say you've not stopped working. That The transition after anything goes is probably the hardest, right? Yeah, because it was tour. After being on the tour, road for it, a year and a half. Yeah. And and feeling like you moved to the city a year and a half after all of your yeah. graduating. Right. Like with my class. Yeah. I was the grade yeah. below them. It was, so we were all kind of coming in at the same time. Yeah. Anything goes felt almost like grad school. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah and yeah. I'm so grateful for it. Like I got to understand... The you long know, run. The long run, the responsibility of having a role and yeah. what that means in a very safe way. Like it was high profile enough that there were, you know, there were press. People knew I did it. It was not, it's not a small thing. Right. But, and you're still playing big houses like, you know, LA, Kennedy Center, you know, right, right. Kennedy Center. We did Toronto, big run there. But it's still, there's something about like the tour bubble that provides a safety to yeah. that. Yeah. But I did. I did. I moved here like a year, a year and a half after my class. And then that was transition tricky. was longer. Yeah, it felt long. You know, I don't know if it was longer or not. But it, you know, it's interesting because I moved to the city and had this great credit, but I didn't have any relationships with casting directors. Right. Like I didn't have any of those relationships. So I had a great credit, but and it kind of felt like. No one cared. It definitely opened a lot of doors for me, but no one had an understanding of my work in any way because it was a tour. Um, I think people don't realize that like coming off of that, sometimes people can look at your resume and be like, she hasn't stopped working from mm -hmm. the moment that you, you came crawling out of Michigan. And it's like, no, actually after anything goes, that was almost what a year before, um, Les Mis. 
more than that. More, almost two. Because you went, you went to went to Denver and did the out of town of of Unsinkable Molly Brown, mm-hmm. which right. fingers crossed we hope comes to town. Might be. Rumor, Who knows? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. So and but there was there was some pockets in there where you were grinding like really. Yeah, I mean, you know, I came back. I came to the city and you know subletted from a friend for a while and then like moved myself into my first apartment with a granny cart in Astoria. I carried a TV 20 blocks. I don't know what I was thinking, but like, it's just like the things you do, but I was getting up every morning at, you know, five or 6 AM and going to all the EPAs and the ECCs and the, I mean, I went to everything. Yeah. Even if it wasn't right, I just went, I just went. Yeah. And babysitting and. Yeah. And I did have an agent who was also getting me great appointments and, and helping me too. But I, I, don't think it hurt that I was getting up and going yeah. to all of those calls and yeah. yeah. And I was nannying and handing out flyers for the top shop on fifth Avenue when it was opening, like just like on the street. Like, yeah, what was the weirdest I mean, job you've ever, you, you weirdest? had? Was that the, was that probably the strangest one? That might, that might be up there as the strangest. Yeah. One of the strangest. Job. No, I worked. Oh no, this is weird. Especially because you'll laugh. I don't even know if you know this, but I was working for a temp agency briefly on and off. Um, they hated me because I always wanted to leave my schedule open for auditions. They'd be like, can you be a receptionist for the next four weeks from eight to six? And I'd be like, no, (laughs) (laughs) something may come up. Right. (laughs) Woof. Um, but they, I worked a couple events for them that involved, um, it was like fundraisers and involved like a live auctions. And so I worked like through this temp agency for an app and I would be at these events as an app, like a like a tech assistant for what? the app if people couldn't figure out how to <laughs> bid, which is the most hysterical thing to me because I can barely operate my iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Just faking it till you make it, you know, just. Yeah. So that was, that was weird. Yeah. That's so cool. Can we jump into Les Mis a little bit? That one, the, again, it's a great audition story. The final, final audition, they're filming it. For Cameron. For Cameron. Mm-hmm. Sir. You know, and they said, you know, you'll know in a week. And like three weeks went by and I hadn't heard anything. So I was like, okay. That's, right. that's right, but gone. Back in the, so you're, you go through that whole f- process. You, you, you go initial appointment, callback. Mm-hmm. Two callbacks? I don't remember. I think two i think two and they said because chris mccarroll was in my final one they had us right they had everybody sing with him oh that's cool because they knew Mm -hmm. so you sing with him and then you're in a room and with adrian sarple who is the adrian was not there oh he wasn't there. he was not in the room no they brought him on to help he put alfie bow in that's right because they had a relationship so therefore he put me into the show with Matteo glover too but he was not in the room it was um jim lauer music director uh, and Seth Sklarhane and right. Oh God, obviously Tara Rubin, yeah. but um, they there's you, a small room, and they said we're going to film it for Cameron McIntosh. And mm-hmm. Cameron McIntosh has casting approval on all of his shows. Yes, so they said we're going to film this for him, and we're going to send it to him. And didn't you sing the end of of Heartful of Love or one of the songs like like a dozen times? They just wanted to like re- they loved you and they wanted to make sure it was perfect for this video. Yeah, I don't know if that's just because they loved me, though. Like, I think, you know, the tape being good affects them just as much as it affects me because they want everybody's tape to be really good. If they've called this many people back, like, they they would be happy with any of those people. 
you know, well, there's a couple know. people that have. Well, I think they I, whatever. Alex I Bank <sighs> to play Cosette in the show, and they really want. But point being, that point being, there's a lot of pressure on that for them too, because totally. if yeah. then yeah. if the answer comes back as a no on everybody, they have to hold sessions. Start over. They have to start all the way over. Right. right. Um, yeah, but the it was Heartful of Love, and then they did the the convalescence, which is like the Heartful of Love reprise in Act Two. That's higher. Right. Right. And they were like, okay, straight tone this many this many counts and then the vibrato and the, I think I did it like seven times wow. and at one point they were like do you want some water I was like that would be great and they had like bottles ready to go for people <laughs> but I remember thinking yeah. like it felt which was nice because I could tell they wanted me to do well right right which I appreciated it took it took so much of the pressure off in that way that like I was like oh we are really are we we are on the same team like yeah and it doesn't, want this it doesn't always feel that way, but it, no. say, it's it supposed feel, to be yeah. that it way. Yeah. And most of the time, like people do want you to do well. Yeah. yeah. Obviously they want to find who they want, but it never, yeah. very rarely feels like that. Yeah. yeah. And it's so funny because I did not even want to take that appointment initially because I went in when they were first casting it, the revival. Uh -huh. Yeah. I took like a goodness knows what hour in the morning bus from DC because I was in, in anything goes at the time. Right, right. And I came in for like one day to audition and I bombed. Mm. I like went horribly. Yeah, which is the story of getting on a bus and traveling to New York for an audition for yes, everyone just, who's ever toured. So if that applies just, to you out there and that's a decision you're about yeah, to make, just, just like take the pressure off and maybe don't go on that audition because <laughs> it's always pretty tough. Yeah. Always You got to sleep. You got to take care of yourself. No, but Les Mis gave you so much oh, yeah. you know and Broadway debut. Broadway debut and you know getting to see you play that part that was pretty thrilling I'm you're really good so beyond sad that I never got to see that yeah, you still haven't seen me in Frozen so get over Aww. it <laughs> you know he tells me every time I bring it up Shots that it's fired. okay <laughs> and then he gets in front of the microphone and well, drags me drags you rakes across the coals um, I'm a terrible friend. And so I think one of the, come from away now. You've been in that. We just talked about this with the head of our program uh, last week. But you've been in come from away for a year and a half, mm -hmm. longest you've ever done a show. Yep. There's a lot of actors. We always talk. You're the youngest in that company by a long shot. Mm -hmm. What have you learned from the the older actors in that show? The journeyman. You know, is there anything you've learned? from these people who have been in the business for a really long time who've, you know, sort of become... Oh my gosh, so, I mean, so many things. I think... Uh, as an individual that is really ambitious and wants to do a lot, I think one of the great things I've learned from them and just their stories in the business and their careers is, you know... I mean, you hope that life is long. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, meaning like your career life. Yeah, just, so that yeah. your career life and that you're like you have the opportunity to do a lot of things and right. And though when when we're in things, it feels because we're passionate about it, it feels so permanent and so intense and so lasting. You know, and then all of a sudden, like I've already been in the city seven years, and it's just so like right, right now it, all, it just tr I think it trusting that there is a journey and it's not you know I don't. Pride myself on patience. I'm not a super patient individual, and just trying to trust the process of and and you know that 
what is meant for you will not pass you by and that you're learning things at this rate in this way for a reason, whatever that is. Yeah. I don't know. What? And that's different for everybody. Yeah. What's um, the... Um... Also, to ch- they're just not dramatic. Like, it's right. so... Yeah, you yeah. say that. They're all, like, very normal. Yeah, I mean, everyone's people. so lovely. Like, it's just such a wonderful place to work because, yeah. you know, 99% of the time, everybody's got their days, yeah. me included, obviously. But right. um, it's just so, like, the priorities are in place and it's just not about causing drama at work. It's yeah. about showing up, doing your job, doing it well, taking pride in that, and then going home to your family and having your kid and your life, whatever, like having your life outside of that too. Yeah. And just like they know they've taken such care in building the environment over there. That's, it's really lovely. That's really cool. Learned a lot about that too. For people to know that like Broadway performers are people and brought, you know, it's just, it's just like a job like anything else and it's kind of a high profile job, but they go home to their dogs and cats and kids and apartments. And Yeah. yeah. What's the, what's Alex Fink's, unreachable star what's your reachable like, star what's your like so many what's your okay that's, <laughs> that's great love that love that i don't know i want to you know i would love a diverse career like across mediums but also just in things i can do like i don't know it happens all the time people like see cast lists come out and they're like oh that person's not right for that or that person's not right now I, I never feel that way because i I always want to be someone as an actor who can surprise people. Right. With yeah. Like nobody in New York City knows that you can dance. Because <laughs> you've been a soprano, you know. And Which is also not what I did in college. And, right. It's so it just, you've I like. You've done so many different things. Yeah. And I want to continue to do that. Different, different types of things. Different, I want to surprise people always yeah. with, with what I'm able to do. Um, Really and does that help you keep it interesting? Do you feel like? Maybe. I, not in a way that I feel conscious of, if that makes sense. Because I'm still very much like saying yes to most things. Like mm-hmm. there's not a lot that I say no to. Mm. At this point, I'm just trying to like keep myself really open to all kinds of experiences and projects. But I don't know. Maybe not consciously, but I... Uh, I hope that I'm able to bring, you know, especially because I've played like Cosette and Joanne and a couple roles like that. Like, I try to play against the stereotype of what those roles are and make yeah. sure they're real people. Yeah. Um, I like to try to do that, but I like to try to do that with everything that I do. Yeah. What was the question? Your dream, your like, I mean, oh, star. star. Like, what, I really want to create something from the ground up. Like, I really want to originate. A musical, and I'm I'm been fortunate to play a lot of great roles, but I I want I'm always wanting to be entrusted with more responsibility mm-hmm. within a company. Mm. Yeah. Um, whether that's like the size of the part, or just like my like the, the size of my voice in the room, or things like like I'm just really ready to create and get in there. I want to have a voice. To, uh, what about mm-hmm. directing? I, I <laughs> there he goes. She's she's smiling at me. Uh, like, like what uh, a leading question gonna, that was geez. from the husband. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm I gonna, wonder. I'm gonna pay for that later. But <laughs> I, uh, you've you've mentioned quite yeah. an interest in. I think yeah. Well, like you that. you guys are both 
more into sort of like the writing end of things and the, that sort of creation. But I and I'm not felt called to that in any way. Like that's just yeah. not where my ideas come. Sure. Um, but I'm definitely interested in directing and really am inspired by a lot of the ladies that are out there doing it and yeah. paving the way. Yeah. But not for a while. Yeah. Um, Thank you that for was amazing. Me. Before we go, could you maybe give like uh, one piece of advice to somebody out there who's about to graduate or is in college and and uh, it is showcase season. It is showcase season. Michigan showcases uh, oh might be happening right now. <laughs> in fact. <sighs> <laughs> the, and the feelings come rushing back at right. the mention at the right. mention of the word. <laughs> um, I think it every day, but like you can't move forward if you're always looking side to side. Yeah, that's you have a to, Brent Wagner. It's right? a Brent Wagner thing, yeah. but I've thought about it every day since I moved here because there's such a an incredible commu- <laughs> community, and everyone is so talented that it's super easy to compare yourself and look at yourself and think like, I can't do that or I can't do this or I can't do this. But then you're not listening to the your artistic voice and what makes you you. And that's actually the thing that will make you most an asset, I think. It's like what your voice is different than everybody else's. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Our next yeah, guest is laughing. making a lot of noise over laughing. there. I was <laughs> laughing because he was picking. Yes. I feel like. I have Just to say that I I chuckled during that <laughs> because I looked over and Will is sprawled on the bed. Joe, speak directly into the mic. You can hear the crinkling from across the room. Meanwhile, I look over and you're picking like a banana piece off your shirt. This is all good. This is all usable. Good luck, everybody. Thank you so much for Thank you guys who like musicals. And thank you for always supporting me and my ridiculous things that I want to do. I love you. And thank I you both you. for being my best friends. I love you, Dan. <laughs> I love you, Dan. <laughs> no one will listen if that's the tone the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> and the viewers leave. Thank you so much if you've made it this far. Um, thank you for listening to our interview with Alex Fink. Um, please do all the podcast stuff. Rate us, review us, leave comments, uh, follow us on Instagram, guys who like musicals. Um, and the email, we don't have an email yet. We'll work on but it. We're going to work on it. And slide, it'll be there. Slide into the DMs. Yeah, if DMs you have on any Instagram is perfect. Or if there's anybody you want us to talk to. And uh, in a couple days, you'll find out who our next guests are yeah. going to be. And stay tuned for more episodes. Every Friday, we're going to. <laughs> they'll be out every Friday. Every Friday, somebody new, cool interviews. If you want to hear from somebody, let us know. Thank you so very much. Goodbye. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise. 
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.